Okay, hello everybody. I want to welcome everyone. Hello. To, uh, hello yeah, hello Ooh. everybody out there in the Zoom land, far hmm. and near, near and far. I want to welcome you to On the Mark Sports Talk with your host Mark with a C. Hello everybody. How are we all doing? All right. Good. We're doing good. How are you? Doing good. Hi, Mark. Well, you know, for a, a working person like myself, having worked now three days this week, I am awfully tired. In my job, I, I walk about uh, 12,000 steps all over the school, up and down, down and down and back, the field and all over the place in the school. And I am tired. I am really tired. But uh, I could do this, this show with you guys today. And I welcome you to our 114th show. 114 Anahara. shows. Anahara. Truly amazing number. Um, like, like I like myself. I've never, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know numbers from one to 100. I don't know numbers above 100, but I'm learning them each week. <laughs> and I want to welcome you all. I hope you had a fabulous 4th of July. Sure. Uh, everybody yeah. show us your 10 fingers and saying you did not have a finger blown off. <laughs> hey, who, had cherry, who had a cherry bomb or an ash can? Yeah, do they use those terms any uh, terms anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard them in a long time. Firecrackers. I don't know. I heard nothing all day long. And I went to my son's house, heard nothing all day long, came home, it got dark. I still heard nothing. At about 9.30, I think I started to hear a little bit. Did you guys hear less this year or more? Or I heard more. It started, it started at 8 o'clock and ended at 2 a.m. for me. I got a question. What were those small little firecrackers called? Firecrackers. No, I think they were called no, lady, no. lady fingers, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, Milton. Maybe your era, not my era. I never I did. heard that. I used to have uh, cherry bombs, all of that stuff. Lady yeah, fingers, yeah. the food you eat, that's Vienna fingers. Okay. I once, I once uh, took out somebody's wisdom tooth with a cherry bomb. Oh. <laughs> oh. That is Up in Boulder, they were too afraid of fires, so they canceled the fireworks. Very nice. Well, well, I hope you had a good. I thought you all had a good holiday. Uh, yep. Uh, events, and barbecues, and maybe yep. with families and things like that. But let's go on to the show and talk sports for the next hour or so. We're going to go right to Gerald's numbers report. By the way, you're sponsored by Cat Food today. <laughs> okay. But there's a. Uh, I, I got a. Um, what the hell was it? An email. Hold on. Let's let this person in. We had, a, I got an email from a Warren from a Des Moines, Iowa. He, he says, I listen on Spotify and I don't understand what this numbers thing is in the beginning <laughs> of your show. I will explain it. So uh, why don't you explain exactly again? Because we're always getting new listeners to the show. And we just say Gerald's numbers report. And then you start rolling off names and things going on. And no one knows. What the heck are you talking about? So why don't you explain what it is? Thank you. Okay. The first baseball game ever played was acknowledged to be in the year 1846. So what I do is I take 1846 and add the number of marks show. In this case, 114. 114 plus 1846 equals 1960, 1960. That's the year 
I'm going to review regarding Major League Baseball, 1960. And with that having been said, I'm going to go over first the key statistical leaders by league, National League first, followed by the American League, 1960. Batting average, Dick Rowe, 325, Pete Runnels, 320 of Boston. Home runs, Ernie Banks and Mickey Mantle. RBIs, Hammer and Hank Aaron, 126. Roger Maris, 112. Slugging average, Frank Robinson, 595. Roger Maris, 581. Stolen bases, 89-year-old Maury Wills, 50. 88-year-old Louis Aparicio, 51. Total bases, Hank Aaron, 334. Wow. Mickey Mantle, 294. Triples, Billy Bruton, 13. Nellie Fox, 10. Complete games, uh, 18 in the National League, shared by Lou Burdett, Warren Spahn, and the Deacon, Vern Law. Frank Larry, American League, had 15. ERA, bonus baby, Mike McCormick, 2.70. Frank Bauman, Chicago White Sox, 2.67. Shutouts, Jack Sanford had six. Jim Perry and Early Wynn had four. Wins, Ernie Brolio and Warren Spawn, 21. Chuck Estrada and Jim Perry had 18. Cy Young Award, Vernon Law, 20. Cy Young Award, Vernon Law, 29, 3.08 ERA, 18 complete games. MVPs, Dick Rote and Roger Maris. Hold on one second, please. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we're going to move on from there. Okay. 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 I can continue. I can continue. (laughs) Shucks. Yeah. Uh, George, George Curl, the Cardinals had four pinch hit home runs. Uh, establishing a major league record of 14. We know that Matt Stairs has the record of 23. Um, Clint Courtney became the first catcher to record in a career two unassisted double plays. Bill Veck became the first owner to have players' names on back of the uniform. Uh, there was a dispute about that. And the American League decided to make it optional for teams, whether or not to include the names of the players on the, on the back of the jerseys. Sporting News named Ted Williams as their player of the decade for the 1950s. On 9-16, um, Warren Spahn joined the 20s wins clubs for the 11th time. On 9-26, Ted Williams hit a home run in his final at bat. The Yankees lost the World Series to the Pirates six games to three. Notwithstanding that the Yankees scored 55 runs, Mike, versus 27 for the Pirates. The Yankees outhit the Pirates 91 to 60 and outbatted uh, the the Pirates 338 to a 256 batting average. And in that World Series, there were a number of MVP people. Uh, Dick Rote, Roberto Clemente, Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, uh, Whitey... uh, uh, Yogi Berra, uh, Elston Howard, and little Bobby Shantz. Bobby Richardson was named MVP. The interesting thing about Bobby Richardson being named MVP, there was a rule back then 
that <laughs> the votes had to be in by the eighth inning. And that was before Bill Mazeroski hit that historic home run. So Bobby Richardson, I believe, was the first to be named MVP for the losing team in the World Series. And I have one other question for Mike. Mike, you always you always complained about the choice Casey Stengel used for a relief pitcher in that historic ninth inning of the seventh game of the 1960 World Series. My question to you is, and I don't know the answer to this, why wasn't Whitey Ford the starting pitcher in games one, four, and seven? He only pitched in games three and six. What do you say, Mike? Because Casey Stengel, in his infinite wisdom, and part of the reasons why he got himself fired after that World Series, decided to start Art Dittmar. And Whitey Ford did not have the opportunity to start that game. And another error that uh, Stengel made in that particular uh, game seven was in the bullpen was a relatively rested Whitey Ford, plus a Ryan Duran and Louis Arroyo, two very, very uh, prominent and talented <laughs> meat pitchers. And instead, he gave up the, uh, he, he put in the gopher ball king of the entire pitching staff, Ralph Terry. And he, Ralph Terry pitched the gopher ball to uh, Bill Mazeroski and the rest is history. But the answer is, uh, Casey Stengel was relatively blown away by that time. And you could really, you could probably notice it in 1962 when he became the manager of the Mets. And uh, that's yeah. the answer to your question, Jerry. It's just a shame. I agree. I understood what you said. It's just a shame that he didn't pitch in the first, fourth, and seventh games, Whitey Ford. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Without a doubt. And could I just add one other thing? Because uh, I was like a, about 11 or 12 years old for that World Series. I was very confident the Yankees were going to win. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time in my life I ever bet on a uh, sporting mm -hmm. event. And I remember a kid in my junior high school, eighth grade class, by the name of Charles Biley. I bet him three to one odds, odds, and I lost 75 cents in that particular World Series. And uh, it's a very memorable World Series. And Jerry, I don't know if you uh, were going to mention that the owner, part owner of the uh, Pirates, I mentioned this before, Bing Crosby. was Bing Crosby. And yeah. Bing Crosby uh, video had the game videotaped. That's why the game is available in its entirety. And uh, it's uh, Mel right. Allen and Bob Prince were the announcers. And uh, it was a very, very World Series. Mike, who is the part owner of the Cleveland Indians, Mike? Ask I'm that again, Jerry. That's Bob Hope. Yeah, Bob Hope, right. Mm -hmm. A couple, couple of people want to comment on your report there, Gerald. We'll go over Stephen first and Joe second. Mazeroski's home run is the one hit that got him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Abs mm -hmm. Absolutely. He, he, he really didn't deserve to be in the Not Hall of Fame. And there are others as well. Um, Rick Farrell, for example, was voted into the Hall of Fame. He really wasn't worthy. And, and uh, uh, it's a travesty that... Uh, Players like uh, Keith Hernandez and not in the Hall of Fame. Oh. Agreed. Too, too many good players are not in, and there's like too many good players, and they, they can't pick them all, but there's too many good players not in. Uh, yeah. So, Joe and then Danny. Yeah, I was uh, actually, I was in, uh, I started college that fall, and I was in Pittsburgh when they won, and the whole town oh. went nuts. Mm. Pirates, or pirates were kind of like what the Mets were when they first started, but for the entire post-World War II era, they were mostly cellar dwellers, oh, yeah. even though they mm. had the home run king for about eight or nine straight years. 
Kind and of. in '60, they just they just blossomed. But the whole I think the that whole, was the, the first whole city, went, the whole city went bust years. that night. Took another thirty years. Okay. Danny wanted to comment. Yeah, of, of all those statistics, the one that stands out is really the complete games. Uh, to have 20 complete games, is, it's, it's a real thing of the past. I wonder really if that was the 1960 year was really the beginning of the end of as, as, as such high marks in complete games. Well, Danny, uh, Tony LaRusso is, is the one responsible for um, – changing pitching with the setup man, with the closer right. way back when I loved pitching when uh, guys went nine innings or 16 innings in the case of Marischal and Spawn or Harvey Haddock's going 13 innings and losing in the 13th and having had a perfect game. I longed for those days and I blame Tony La Russa for the changes in, uh, in pitching. But also you have to look at uh, historically speaking, I think, correct me guys if I'm wrong, that uh, the Yankees, when they came out with their first specialist, which was Hamilton, uh, right. those, those type of things really changed the whole right. aspect of pitching and how to manage a pitching set. Right. You know, yeah. and, and, and mind you, you know, I only came to the United States in 1963. I really didn't know baseball until 63, 64. I didn't know anything about it beforehand. So I'm looking at this comparatively speaking on a historical term. Basis uh, as a history buff, that's all. Okay, and Joe? Yeah, well, I think uh, also the Yankees also had a relief specialist for Whitey Ford, Louis Arroyo. They used to uh, they used to take Ford out. He didn't have as many complete games as a lot of other pitchers did. Um, and also now that, the, now that the whole thing has changed, the starting pitchers don't hold back at all. In the old days, Guys used to hold a little bit in reserve for that third and fourth time uh, around wow. in the batting order. Yeah. You know, you rem I remember Seaver always had a little, you know, he could always throw a couple of miles harder when he had to. And guys, of course, don't do that anymore. They just come out firing 100 miles an hour from the beginning until they're taken out. Because they know they're not, they know that, they know they're not going on anymore. There was no pitch count in those days either. There were no pitch yeah. counts, but, oh, but, but, pitchers, but pitchers who had to go nine innings knew how to pace themselves. They knew how to keep something but in they reserve. can't do that today anymore because the hitters are too good. Germain, to that, the, the pitchers are taught in the minor leagues, just go all out and give me a good five or six innings yeah. and we'll take yeah. it from there. And they, they're not taught to pace themselves. Right. And, and Nolan Ryan, when he was with Houston – wanted to change all that back to the old days where they uh, try to pace themselves through a full, full uh, a game and uh, it never, never took hold. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay. Well, that's one of the longest reports you ever had there, Roger. <laughs> with all the extended, uh, talks. I'm sorry. Thank you on that. But 1960 was a great year. Yeah. A lot of us remember 1960. Thank yeah. you for that. Mark, there was other things in sports in 60. Cassius Clay won a gold medal. Wilmer oh, Rudolph won the Olympics. Yep. Yeah. 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 A good year. A good year. Okay. Um, beep beeps this week. I just found a couple of uh, really interesting names. You probably know these guys better than I. In tennis, this fella from um, the Netherlands. Botik van der Zanschlup. 
<laughs> and you guys, it's ranked number so, 25 in the world. Don't make it a fun. Oh, that's right. I'm not making it fun. I just can't read the name. And, and there's a, the Phoenix yeah. Suns have a center they just re-signed. Bismarck Bayombo. Does that name sound familiar? Ron? I thought Bismarck was South Not to Biz, me. Bismack. 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 Huh. I, um, I guess I not. All right. That, I thought that was the history. All right. So we <laughs> followed the year 1960, and now we're doing the day. A lot of stuff seven, took seven. place this week. I'm not going to go through everything that happened this week. If you want to go back, you do the reference from July 1st until uh, July, let's say, 6th. A lot of very interesting things, not other than Wimbledon, which is going on. And so he goes on around this time, but in baseball and other various sports. I, I jotted them down, but take the time. I'm not going to go through it. But today, July 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 2, 2. That's right. I wonder how many people are uh, playing that number yeah. today, right? 7, right. 7, 2, 2. Yeah. Waste their money. Well, in 1900, I guess it was recognized as, as Major League Baseball because uh, Gerald said started back in 18, was it 1846? But there was a team called the Boston Bean Eaters. <laughs> and I think they were the American League. And they, they had a pitcher. I'll tell you his name in a second. They, he, he beat the Chicago Orphans. I never heard of <laughs> before in 1900. But they had this Hall of Fame pitcher, Kid Nichols. You heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. So he won his 300th game in 1900. <laughs> so he's one of those guys, if he rang my bell today, I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> Kid <laughs> Nichols. But the Boston Bean Eaters. I never heard that name before. Well, in 1912, that was the, the, the year that Jim Thorpe won uh, four of the five events in the pen pentathlon in the Stockholm Olympics and won the gold medal. And then a year later, they stripped him because they found out he was playing professional baseball. And back in 1982, they reinstated him so as a uh, Olympic champion. Uh, that was 1912. I think you've all seen that movie, right? The, the Jim Thorpe story. Isn't that a good, yep. good movie? That's a real Bert, fun with Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster. Lancaster, yes, yeah. sir. I'm dating myself with that Burt Lancaster and all that stuff. How about this one? 1914. Orioles. There was an Orioles back in then. Owner, Jack Dunn. <clears throat> Office Babe Ruth, Ernie Shaw, and Ben Egan for $10,000 to Connie Mack and the Phils. So in other words, the Phils are... He says, give me $10,000. I'll give you Babe Ruth, Ernie Shore, and Ben Egan, and Connie Mack of the Philadelphia Ace. I'm sorry, I don't have that kind of money. Let's <laughs> oh, hear oh, that particular story. Uh, let's see. In 1919, the Phillies tie a major league baseball record by stealing eight bases in one inning. Oh, Wow. Like Little League, right? Little League. Oh, stealing, 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 right? right. Uh, let's see. 1936, after losing 
the first three All-Star games, the National League finally wins their first one. 1948, the Cleveland Indians, I have to say Indians, signed 42-year-old Satchel Page to a contract. Didn't he come back and pitch in the 60s also with the, with the, with, uh, the Kansas City A's? Gerald? Mark, he, yeah. he, he, he pitched for Oakland. And uh, as I recall, Charlie Finley gave him a rocking chair for the bullpen. But I thought it was Kansas City A's, not the Oakland. I think it's Swiss. Yeah, it's the A's right. they became you Oakland. Find the year. I thought it was 65 and they were still Kansas City then. Yeah. It, it made news. I mean, he's 42 years old. Now you want to add the 65 for that 65? Alan, what's the difference? 1965 to 48? Is that 17. 17, 17 years later, he pitched the Gitmo. I don't even know how old he was, Mark. So uh, no one knows. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> something I was, I was at this game. And we talked about this before. 1964 was that all-star game at Shea Stadium. Right, uh, yeah, right. And wow. I was there. Ron Hunt was the starting second baseman. The Mets uh, uh, and for the National League, and he singled his first time up, and we went crazy, crazy, crazy. And this was one of the rare games that I stayed till the final no. batter when Johnny Callahan was pitched. Yeah, I saw it. I want to see. In those days, I was, was the picture, Mark? I was only 14 years old. Who you was, was the pitcher? Who right? was the pitcher who gave up the yeah. home run? Dick Raditz. But, Rattis, yeah, so I, I took the train. I had to take yeah. the train to seven to flushing, and it's okay. I could stay late. I, I started driving. leaving early when I started driving to the games. And I, who the hell wants to be in that traffic? You go three, two, three miles per hour. You know, people are cutting you off, and you got to go to the bathroom, and you're in that traffic. So. <laughs> But I went to that game. I remember that game distinctly. And I keep telling you, I have the program in my <clears> attic, and, and I have to go look in the attic, and one day I'll show you that program that I bought. And it must have been $5 for the program. I think it was $5 for a seat <laughs> back in those days. And here's one for you hockey fans. I don't remember this, but 1990, the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, signed uh, two Russians to play for them. One's last name is Vetisov. Does that Petisov. sound? Petisov. Petisov, Petisov. sorry. And sure. Starikov, Starikov, Sergi, Starikov, Starikov. Anyway, they signed them, and there was like a lot of feedback from the, the people in the National Hockey League saying, you're taking, you're taking positions away from people who live in North America. Why are you signing Russians? or European players back in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. They won the cup five years later, so. Yeah. 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 And that's all I had for as far as this day. I do more things, but we can go on and on and on. All right, Michael, we're up to your weekly views. Michael's weekly views. I really don't like that title, but that's the best I can do right now. Michael's weekly views from Boulder, Colorado, sponsored by Witch Hazel. I don't know. Actually, I use old spice these days, but which uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's good when you get a bee sting or a mosquito bite. You put that no, weed that. It goes right away. Here, right, well, I want to say that what I'm going to uh, report on 
today is something I'm, I'm sorry, I'm re, I was remiss. I should have made this report uh, last week because the last two series the Yankees had were in Cleveland and uh, re, most recently in Pittsburgh. And two of my most memorable travel out, out of town game uh, stadiums I've ever been to were in those two stadiums. As far as Cleveland is concerned, Cleveland probably has the worst weather in the major leagues and they have the most rain outs and they have the most the makeup double headers and what have you. So a couple of years ago, Susan Walden goes, Hey, John, wouldn't it be nice? There is a double header, a single admission double header in Cleveland starting at 12 o'clock. Wouldn't it be nice to attend that game? And I said to Eileen, you know, that's a good idea. And Eileen was always very good with frequent flyer mileage. And sure enough for that double header, we flew to Cleveland and we saw the doubleheader, and the fans were great, and Progressive Field was very, very nice, and we had a wonderful, wonderful time in Cleveland. Of course, the Yankees won the first game. The weather was cold, so we left, and we had a wonderful time. Cleveland is a very, very interesting city. It's a drab-looking city, but it sort of works, and it's very, very nice, as opposed to people like us in New York. If you want to go to a restaurant, you park in front of the restaurant. The traffic is very, very easy, and we had a wonderful time in Cleveland, and we also traveled around right near the stadium is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there's not oh, yeah, one person right. in this panel who would not love to have seen the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. It was wonderful. And also we rode by, they actually have a museum. If anybody ever saw the movie, The Christmas Story, and there's a little house that has the famous lamp from The Christmas Story. And I, we took pictures and I took that on, put that on Facebook. And Cleveland, if you're ever gonna go on a road trip for baseball, Cleveland is a very, very nice place to go. The other stadium we went to, I just had the urge to see. It was a very rare series. It was the last time the Yankees played in Pittsburgh. And for us New Yorkers, it's about a seven or eight hour ride. But we went to Pittsburgh and we stayed in a nice hotel. And Pittsburgh, maybe except maybe for uh, Howie Stadium down in San Francisco, it's one of the most beautiful stadiums in the entire major leagues. And to go to a game in Pittsburgh, most of us have to park right smack in the middle of downtown Pittsburgh. And you walk, there are the most beautiful bridges you'd ever want to see. Yep. The and Three we Sisters. Walk, we walked to the stadium. And again, the fans were wonderful. And I remember the Yankees won 10 nothing. Jabba Chamberlain pitched a shutout. And it was, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And they tried to hit the ball into the... Uh, uh, right field stands where there's water, similar to San Francisco. And that's one of the most beautiful stadiums. It was, it was a yeah. great experience. And again, the fans were very, very nice. And uh, they wished us a nice trip home. And uh, it was wonderful. Uh, next week, I'm going to go part two. I'm going to tell you some of the other stadiums we travel. But I, I just thought it was interesting for baseball fans to know what it's like mm -hmm. to go to other stadiums. And basically, that's my report for today. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, those three bridges, the 6th, 7th, and ninth Street bridges that you walked over, well, one of them at least, are known as the Three Sisters. And I think one of them is named after Clemente now. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. It's in dead, you know it's cool dead about, center field. Right. And what's cool about the Stadium of Pittsburgh, right by the entrance, a big, big statue of Willie Stodger, if you ever ever go. But I recommend you take a shot at uh, going to Pittsburgh. I guess Pittsburgh's easier because you don't have to fly. But a beautiful, beautiful major league stadium. It's a beautiful it's a city, Pittsburgh. Yeah, we, we, we yeah. had to rent a car when we went to see the game there. And we parked on the other side of the bridge. 
put it in a municipal lot. The game started at seven. We got there, of course, at five. We always get there a couple hours before. I always get the games two hours or so before early. So I make my time up before the game, not after the game. And uh, this game also, I, I believe I stayed to the, no, I didn't stay to the end. <laughs> this one I left also early. But I went get back to the car hours and hours and later. I said, oh my God, what the hell is this going to cost in the municipal lot? They wanted five bucks. Ooh. Five bucks, like nothing. I said, I said, maybe I should go back in. <laughs> uh, Gerald, you want to say something? Just wanted to say about Satchel Page. Uh, officially, he retired from the St. Louis Browns in 1953 at the age of 46. And Charlie Finley brought him back in 1965 with the Kansas City A's, allegedly at the age of 58. There you go. I got it. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Mark, I'm probably uh, uh, talking out of turn now, but I heard something in the news about uh, not too many Russian uh, hockey players are going to be signed because of the Ukraine war. Well, didn't one get traded today, Ron? Yes, they did. Yeah, we'll yep, hear about yeah, that in a second. We'll hear about that really, really soon. Is that a plane I hear, Alan? Is that a plane sure. flying over? Sounds like food traffic somehow. Alan. Sounds Alan. Alan. Aircraft. <laughs> he's he's not ignoring us. Alright, Harry, let's go on to you. Again, if you have any background noises, every, we hear everything. So if you, if you hear some noise in your in your house, we're hearing it too. And we don't want to hear it. Howie, we're up to your West Coast report. You're sponsored by Red Pens. <laughs> red Pens? Red Pens. I don't know. Red Pens. What do you got? I just love using them. Well, as a result of the Warriors winning it all, they lost a bunch of players, starting with Gary Payton III, who uh, left to sign a three-year, $28 million deal with the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Good on him because Peyton's been up and down with the G League, through other teams, so he finally cashed in. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson signed with the Lakers. Otto Porter Jr. with the Raptors. Um, let's see. Uh, Damian Lee, uh, Steph's brother-in-law, signed a one-year deal with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Warriors did hold on to uh, Kevin Looney for three years, $25 million. Uh, Bialica, the other uh, center, re uh, signed a two-year deal in Europe on European teams. The Warriors did sign uh, Dante DiVicenzo to a two-year, $9.3 million deal uh, to, uh, to help... Uh, Back up uh, Moses Moody is supposed to take a, a larger role in the coming year. So that's what usually happens to teams when they win everything. Uh, I want to mention, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, we were talking about the dimensions of uh, Oracle Field where the Giants play. And I took a look at it and uh, what it is down the right field line uh, it's only 309 feet, and it stays that way for a while. So you have, you have a lot of what they call splash hits because homers go into the into the bay. But then it zooms out to 365, 
and then 415 feet. That is, in any other stadium, that would be a home run in right center, 415. And that's after a few years ago, they brought it in the fences. Wow. The bullpen's out there. It was 435. Wow. In, in center, it's 391. And in left field, it's 399, 364, 339. So that triples alley where it's 415, nowhere in any – I was watching a game the other night and announces showed the dimensions of any other stadium. They superimposed it. And any other stadium would be a home run. So they could bring in the, the, uh, the uh, stands even more. Finally, a divided Oakland City Council had a meeting – which lasted 11 hours. They had they had people come up to the uh, microphone. Where they were given three minutes to voice their concern, and the the city council voted to not allow the city city's voters to put the uh, to put it on the ballot whether or not to build the stadium or not. Because they felt that if it was put on the ballot, it would be dead anyway. Uh, so right now it's not on the ballot, but like that's I said, that's good I to move, like, right? It's not on the ballot. That's good to move. Well, no, if it's right. not on the ballot, that's good to stay, really, because right. if it was put on the ballot, it would certainly have been defeated. It would certainly have been defeated. So that's the latest. But I mean, again, this is just, you know, it, it's just going at a snail's pace, and. I, I don't believe they'll stay. Uh, Stephen, you've had your hand up there. What's up? This is for Howie. There's a uh, kid I coached in high school that signed a two-way contract with the Warriors. Lester Quinones, keep an eye on him. Oh, he's okay. playing on the summer league team. Okay. Was he a guard? Yeah, he's a six-five shooting guard. I'll, I'll make a note of that. There you go. Good move. Good move. All right, thank you, uh, Howie, on your West Coast report. And now we're up to stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia, sponsored by, remember mechanical pencils? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're sponsoring you, Larry, today. And why don't you tell us what your story's about? My story this week is entitled, Ty Cobb Had a Soft Side Also. First for Tyrus Raymond Cobb's familiar hard side. Cobb was too quick to take offense of others and he was too intolerant of those who didn't match his over the top zeal and discipline for playing baseball. Branch R Ricky once said that Ty lived on the field as though it was his last. Also Cobb had a quick temper and got into many fights some with African-Americans, but many more with white men. And the story about Ty going into the stands after a handicapped heckler is true. Because of Carve's bizarre behavior, he did not have many friends. This was accurately reflected in the movie Field of Dreams, where Ty was denied to play in the magical field. And in reality, only three people intended to attend Cobb's funeral in 1961, but only Casey Stangle actually showed up. 
Now for Ty's not so familiar soft side. He applied his vast wealth to significant philanthropic causes. On wealth, Cobb invested in copper and cotton futures, anticipating their high demand for World War I. Purchased 24,000 shares of Coca-Cola. Bought Coca-Cola bottling plants in Idaho, Oregon, and California locations. And allocated $25,000 for United Motor Stock, worth $400,000 in today's terms, later converted, converted to General Motor Stock. His wealth totaled about $100 million in today's terms. On philanthropic causes, Ty set aside one-fourth of his wealth to establish the Cobb Educational Foundation of Atlanta. That foundation awarded college scholarships to tens of thousands of poor kids in Georgia to, to, this, to this day. He also donated a large portion of his Coca-Cola shares to build the Ty Cobb healthcare system. That health system now operates eight full service hospitals and, ca and care facilities throughout Georgia. That completes my story for this week. Right. He, he had no one to give his wealth to, maybe. He had no friends, no family. Oh, I, wouldn't, I, don't, I, wouldn't I don't remember him in Field of Dreams. He was in Field of Dreams? But it was commented that he was denied, denied. to play on the field. Oh, that was in one of the uh, the words of this the story. I didn't read it. I must have gone over my head. All right. Good story there. Ty Cobb. Excellent. Excellent. Right. All right. Let's go on to baseball. And as the calendar, our last show last week was uh, June 30th. And as soon as July 1st came, you know, that's Bobby Bonilla Day. Right. That's right. <laughs> it came again. <laughs> we forgot to mention it. It was going to happen. $1,193,248.20. He got a check from the Mets on July 1st. And he'll get, that's his 12th installment going to 2035. Meanwhile, <laughs> other, there are other players. I read that uh, former Islander goalie, uh, DiPietro, Rick DiPietro. Yep. He also gets $1.5 <laughs> Every July first, huh. and that's going to go until twenty twenty nine. I didn't know that. You guys knew that? Yep. There's uh, a yeah, lot of players. Of course you knew that. You know what I mean? The so there, I'm sure there are other. You know, these are wise things. These are very wise. The way they set up their uh, yeah. more. You know, they wish they would have translated more, more yeah. success yeah. on the playing yeah. field. On that Bobby Bonilla thing, the the Mets. It declined the, uh, they were supposed to pay him $5.9 million in one lump sum. And they declined it and they said that they would defer it. And it's, uh, it compounded at 8% interest. Uh, <laughs> but, it was another uh, great I'll decision. In one, in one very, nice. Unbelievable. very nice. Okay. Uh, let's go on to the actual baseball. You know, the All-Star game, I thought the All-Star game was going to be next week, but it's really yeah, two weeks late. away. It's going to be on the 19th. Not the 12. I forgot they moved the season back. I think that's why they maybe moved it away. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah. And uh, I heard that. Uh, anybody hear Pete Alonzo on yesterday? What show was he on? Who was interviewing him? 
Of a fan? Uh, it was on a fan. Was it with... Uh, I don't remember who he was talking to. But <laughs> Pete Alonso came on one of those two shows. Roberts and... Um, what's his name? Cotton. Cotton and Roberts. Oh, or it might have been... Um, with what's his name, the um, barber, Tiki Barber, that he they asked him if he's going to be in the home run derby. Remember, he won the last two home run derbies and he hasn't committed. And right now, you heard of how the voting went, um, uh, in the all star, whoever had the, the ultimate number of votes, votes in each league automatically is in. Yeah. I think Aaron Judge and Won the National League. Oh, wow. I forgot, too. What was uh, it? uh, it'll come to us. Hmm. Okay. But Blah. they ought to. Uh, who? Uh, who? Uh, Acuna? Acuna. Acuna. Ronald Acuna. Goldschmidt. Ronald Acuna. So Goldschmidt, who's having, a, who's having an, uh, uh, a, MVP. A, a MVP season, the next two, the next, no, the top two finishes then have like a week or so to to again you vote again and alonzo says i will be in the home run derby if i'm your starting <laughs> starting first baseman and goldschmidt i think is winning between the two of them and alonzo's upset he says how could people in new york not vote for me and people because st louis is like st louis and new york is new york so many more voters here Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But I thought that was funny. He says, "I'll be in the home run derby if I'm the starting first baseman." We'll Is see that a threat? <laughs> see what he does, uh, Ron. Well, what you have to understand is the Cardinals in St. Louis. They're never booed there. Their right. their fans are probably the best the best fans. Yeah. For their team in, mm -hmm. yeah. in all the baseball. Very so loyal, yeah. That's one of the best organizations. Though. One nice team. Speaker. First of all, they only have one team. The Yankees. Like, yeah. Well, they have the Blues. They have hockey. No, I'm showing baseball. Oh, baseball. Yeah. 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 So. And how far is Kansas City from St. Louis? It's right oh, along I-40. It's not that far. If you're oh, driving oh, east or west, oh, you're on a couple hundred miles. You hit both yeah. stadiums along the way. Yeah. Same state, right? It's the same state. Missouri. Chicago's it's not that far. 248 miles. 248 miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Four, eight, like five-hour drive. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I think he'll go and he may be as a backup. He may, he may be in the home run derby. I don't know. Some people, of course, don't want to be in the home run derby. I think they asked Aaron Judge to be in the home run derby, and I think he said no because it ruins your swing. Right. All right. All right. To each his own. Uh, the Mets became the first National League team to win 50. Of course, they're being... <laughs> Hounded by the Braves, the Braves are on their on their two and a half games behind right. on their fabulous streak. The Mets now are fifty one and thirty one. And what are the Yankees? The Yankees are fifty nine and twenty three. Fourteen games in first place. Fourteen games over the Red Sox. But now they're starting a, a series with the Red Sox, I believe. Right tonight? Yes. yes. But, yeah. yes. So, games, right. Yeah. It's the Yankees won last night. Sixteen nothing. Yeah, that yeah. was the final last night, sixteen nothing. Yeah, because yeah, they was, used the second base. There were two grand slams. In one inning. Do you, 
Do you know, Mark, I, I read that because of that, it may uh, change the rules and not allow them to use a uh, a, uh, a, a an everyday player? player, position player. I don't know how they can do that. I Me heard neither. about that at the beginning of the season, or maybe I heard it last year, that they didn't want position players just to, because of that. Um, but I don't know. How, how could they do that? I don't know how they can change these rules. The, the shifting rules, you can't play on that side. I don't understand that. They're like, I don't know what they're doing to the game. They do uh, that. What happens to Otani? Yeah. And yeah. with a Joey Gallo, saying, right. Joey Gallo became the first player in franchise history to have a sub 150 batting average for a month and more than 30 strikeouts. And did you hear the Hal Steinbrenner press conference yesterday? Yeah. When they asked yeah. him about Joey Gallo and possibly changing. So Hal Steinbrenner stood up there. I don't know how many people were at the press conference, but how many millions of people heard his response. We have not addressed any issues pertaining to Joey Gallo at this time. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, the most amazing Joey Gallo uh, uh, statistic that I've ever heard. He must have had like hundreds and hundreds of at-bats. How many sacrifice flies do you think Joey Gallo has ever had in his, in his entire career? Ten? Two. 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 High inside, he can't hit. He can't hit anything high inside. Anything up and in, he can't hit. And he swings. He swings. Whoever, whoever the Yankees are trying to get in a trade, I heard had less strikeouts in three years than Gallo had in one month. I, I don't remember which one they're trying to get, but that's who, that's what I heard. And keeps coming up. For, um, they have double headers as a 27th player, and he immediately is in the outfield, and Gallo's on the bench. And after the double header, they've been sending Andahar back down. So to yeah. me, it shows that yeah. Gallo is uncoachable. Yeah, he's uncoachable. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I just want to say two other things about the Yankees. Uh, does anybody notice how much better the third base coaching is this season compared to uh, previous years? Uh, Rosas, Rojas, uh, oh. he came from some some previous uh, local team, and uh, he <laughs> makes very few mistakes. And last year, Phil Nevin, where you want to just kill yourself the way he, he made so many mistakes at third base. And the other thing that seems to be working with the Yankees is this Matt Blake. We thought that uh, when uh, Rothschild was uh, replaced by Blake, we thought that the analytics and all that crap is going to ruin the Yankees. But Matt Blake has really, really assembled himself a nice pitching staff. Bill Nevin gets fired. Now he's the manager of the Angels, right? Right. (laughs) They reward him. Uh, The manager of the Pirates yesterday should be fired. Well, he did. Yeah. You know, Who is that? That's he, a uh, he, Sheldon. Sheldon is that his name? Sheldon. Sheldon. He made, Sheldon. He made a Sheldon. joke. You know, no, no team should ever give up. You know, no manager should ever give up on any games. Anything can happen in baseball. Yeah. And and that was that was a, a travesty. Who's playing music to us? Slams in the same inning. You know, and even even that. <laughs> Who's playing music? It's Alan. 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 I still say Alan is the best podcaster we've ever had. Alan. 
What? Try your music off. Hearing music in the background. So, Mike, what what I wanted to ask is, what did you think yesterday of uh, Hicks finally coming up and hitting right-handed against the right-handed pitcher? Oh, he did that? Yeah. What did he do? What did he do at that? He hit a grand slam. Right handed against the right handed pitch, even when he was a second base. He was a right handed to start with. He's a much better right handed hitter. Maybe he'll bat ready from now on. See what happens. Gerald. Couple, a couple comments on Gallo. As I mentioned the other day, if Gallo loses 90 pounds, he will be able to hit his weight. And the second thing <laughs> is um, Gallo, Gallo said that he will never adopt, he will never hit the ball to left field, he will not change under any circumstances. I don't follow that. And and Al Steinbrenner has not addressed it yet. They haven't talked about it. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, Mets, go back to the Mets a little bit. Did you see the the Matt Scherzer uh, performance the other night? What he did, 11 strikeouts in six I mean, innings. The Mets failed to score. Sounds like a DeGrom thing, right? And they lost one nothing. A yeah. typical DeGrom game. Fabulous performance. And did you hear what he did the week before when he was in the, in the minor leagues for a rehab start? He was with the Birmingham Rumble Ponies. He <laughs> shelled out $7,000 and bought the team a dinner after a game. He bought the entire wow. team a dinner, and he bought every player ear earbud earbuds. 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 I don't know how earbuds. much they cost, earbuds. but he, they must be pretty what expensive. And he, the Very dinner nice. was ribeye, filet mignon, or lobster. He could afford it. <laughs> of course, he could afford it. <laughs> so when when Scherzer came game. up, what's that? Don't you think they they he should have pitched uh, less this first outing? Seventy nine pitches, less than Scherzer. I didn't hear any comments that he was certain the next day. No, he wanted to go more. He said he wanted to pitch more. Of course, he wanted to pitch more. He always wants to pitch more. Like like what the Garam did in the minor in his rehab start. He struck out five or six and threw over a hundred miles per hour. That's what you want for someone who's, who's just yeah. coming off arm injury, arm injuries, whatever he had. And uh, Show Walter says, "Okay, go ahead there, uh, Joe." We were talking about deferred payments before, as you may know. Scherzer is getting one five fifteen million dollars a year in deferred money from Washington from 2022 through 2027. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So they're um, they're having they always have before the All Star game that at Futures game. You know, what I'm talking about the Future game. These, these, yeah. these kids are playing. So the Mets yeah. prospect Francisco Alvarez is going to be in there. The Yankees uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Volpe is going to be in that game, and uh, I read some other big shot big shot kids are going to be showcased in that game. That's going to be on, I heard it's going to be on Peacock. Exactly. If you don't have Peacock, you can't watch it. I'm not a subscription, I just have to pay for it. Yeah, well, 
It's in, my son bought it for the wrestling, and I just take his password and I watch it all those games. Um, remember that last year the Mets uh, drafted this kid Kuma Raka, yeah, from yeah. Vanderbilt, and then they were going they, they drafted him number one. Then the deal fell apart because of Raka's health issue. Uh, he's available again in the draft this year, and it turns out all he had was minor scope surgery of his right shoulder, which is very, very minor. So, again, if this kid develops, the Mets will not draft him, but if this kid develops into a superstar, they passed up potential... Uh, if, I, if I could go back to yesterday's Yankee game, I, just to... Yeah. I, this one guy I, I, I felt bad for yesterday. I mean, here's Banuelos, you know, he finally, you know, was picked up by the Pirates, and 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 wouldn't you know, he gave up the grand slam to Judge. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, uh, too bad. A nice guy, just a one bad break after the other, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. felt bad for him. You know, he right. finally made it we'll up. We'll see how long he stays with them. I hope he stays. Uh, yeah. Who are the other nice two? Long time. Who are the other two killer bees? The Kansas. But, and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? What was the other one? I can't remember it either. The Tances. The Tances, Banuelos, and um, uh, right, look it up. We'll figure it. You can figure it up, Gerald. You can look that up. You know what that is? The Killer Bees, the Yankees Killer Bees, Banuelos, the Tances, Brackman, bees. Andrew Brackman. Don't look it up, Andrew right. Brackman, B R A C, big tall guy. Yes. So this Saturday, the Mexican drawn. You're going to be there. Yes, I am. Retire Keith Hernandez, number 17. I'm I very happy for that. I'm not going to the game, but I will watch it on TV. Looking forward to that. Uh, but once they start retiring numbers like 17, you know, Ron Darling's number 12 has to be retired. Wouldn't you think so? Tell me if I'm wrong. No. Met fans. Yeah. Gary's number eight. Yeah. Right. What about Daryl's 18? <laughs> Yeah. No. No. What about David Wright's number five? How about number six? No numbers left. Oh, number what? What? Well, sixteen. Dwight Gooden. Oh, Gooden. Yeah. Yeah, they're right, Gooden. I don't know. They start, you know, CD uh, Cohen Hard. wants to do Hard. this. Hey, maybe every year someone else down the line, and they'll have lots of uh, uh, pennants or whatever they put up there to show yeah, them. Right, right. But listen, if 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 uh, Keith's seventeen is up there. And he works with Ron every day. Yeah. Ron Darling. <laughs> I gotta be uh, number 12 got to be up there, too. Yeah. I guess that's going to be next. Yeah, Howie. Well, the Giants, I think, in a couple of weeks are retiring uh, Will Clark's 22. Oh, okay. uh, number. And that's long overdue. Yeah. He was much yeah. the last year. I mean, he's not Paul, he doesn't have Hall of Fame numbers, but he's pretty close if he doesn't. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. What it's about, what like, about yeah. Uh, like Hernandez? Who? You know? Clark is kind of like Hernandez on the bubble for the Hall of Fame, you know, mm -hmm. and all. But Keith won a couple of world championships, too. Keith. Yeah. Cardinals won and Will, Will didn't win a championship, did he? No, no, no. So. He was in the world in the 89 World Series, then he went to the uh Oreos and the and what about the Bobby Bo Bobby Bonds. No, he's not considered a hero there. Bobby no. Bonds. 
Bobby Bobby? Bobby. Yes. No. 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 Uh, not, they trade him I mean, for Bobby Mercer. Remember that Barry, trade? That's yeah. it. Barry, yeah. Bo Bobby Mercer for Bobby Buns. Mm. How about this Juan Soto? He turned down a mega contract from the Nats for $350 million for 13 years. Would you think he wants to leave, Larry? <laughs> well, he's gonna he's gonna try to see what the what what the market will bear. Yeah, yeah. I think surprised. Well, if he's gonna be traded, you know he's not gonna be traded to the Mets. The Nats will never trade him to the Nats uh, to the Mets. Yeah, but same. if he goes in the market, how old? He was he? 22, 23 years old. He's a kid still. Twenty four, believe. What a what a prospect there. Cardinals hit four consecutive home runs in the first inning last, last Saturday. That's the first time that ever happened. But meanwhile, Cardinals, can you name, other than Goldschmidt, can you name an Arenado? Can you name any other Cardinal? Yeah, Edmund. Edmund. Uh, Pulos. Don't forget about Paul. <laughs> Molina. Yeah. Wayne Wayne Wright. Wright. Wayne Wright. Uh, the young kids. Tepez, 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 who used to be on the uh, Braves. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan Gorman. Nolan Arenado. Juan Yepes. Yepes Dylan yeah. Carson. Those are the four guys who hit back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs in the first inning. Okay, and they win, right? Well, I think they're about five hundred this year. They they had a string; they were above. They've fallen they're, back from the Brewers are back in first place, I believe. Second place. Yeah. If the Mets and the Yankees make the postseason, and I say if they both make the postseason, because the Yankees look like a sure thing, the but the Mets—you never know. <laughs> Even though I'm a Mets fan, we always worry. They'll be right. first first time since 2015 that both of them would make the. Um, Right, right, right. The uh, um, postseason. Postseason. <clears throat> so then I was looking, and I came up with a list. It's a cute little thing we can do if you want. We can do this. Father and sons who played Major League Baseball. Like father and sons. Can you think of any father and sons? Griffey. Bell. Griffey. Like Griffey. Griffey. The Bells. The, the Bells. Boons. Boons. Grandfather. Bonds. The Bonds. Yes. Clemens. Clemens. Grandfather, though. Clemens, because his son made it this year. Yeah. Right. Can you think of others? I have a list here about 30 different names. Wow. Bell Stoudemire, Todd Stoudemire. Right. Good. Yeah. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't even think that's on the list. <laughs> Bellinger. Bellinger. <laughs> Bellinger, right? Yeah, yeah. Play was a Yankee. Yeah. I got Bedrosen, Steve and Cam, Bichette. McCullers. Oh, right. McCullers Jr. and McCullers. Guerrero. Guerrero, yeah. Maury Maury Wills and Bump Wills. Maury Wills and Bump Wills. Good one. That's a good one. I don't even think I have that one. Sandy Alamar and Sandy Alamar Jr. The Alamars, good one. What's on a roll? Biggio. Is it Biggio? Biggio. Biggio. Bichette's. 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 Bichette
Yeah. Yeah, Hello. right. right. Hello? Felipe, Felipe. Who's Felipe's son? Well, Moises. Uh, no, Moises. I think he's Jesus' son, isn't he? Um, okay, so there's Jesus. It's and, one of their sons. Uh, yeah, one of them. Yeah, it's so Maddie, Jesus, and Felipe. Uh, Tito Francona and Terry Francona. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or how about uh, Robinson Cano and his father, Jose? Jose Cano? Jose Cano. Tatis, you forgot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right, right. Uh, right, right. Uh, there are other names. Uh, Phil Nevin has a son, Tyler Nevin. Supposedly, he's playing. Charlie um, Hayes and uh, Key Brian uh, Hayes. Right. Uh, we mentioned Guerrero. Of, uh, yeah. Bobby Witt. Yeah, right. Well, Guerrero. Guerrero. Witt. Guerrero. We, we said, said that. We said Guerrero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice long list. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, wow. go over all of it, but uh, that's fun. Mark. And it, yeah. I think we should uh, mention that Bradley Beal signed a five-year contract, $50 million, million a year. And I wouldn't be surprised that Soto and Judge are looking towards that. <laughs> oh, wow. Different sport, different, 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 different uh, meal or something, okay? There was a death in baseball. Actually, a daughter of a the Blue Jays coach. Yeah. I never heard of this fella, Mark Budzinski is the coach. His daughter yeah. is 17, was 17 years old, Julia. She and another friend fell off a tube being pulled by a boat. Oh, God. Oh, when God. the boat went back to get them, a wave came over the boat or under the boat and it caused the boat to go on top of Julia oh. and the propeller ripped her apart. Oh. Oh. Terrible, oh. terrible tragedy. I thought it was interesting. All right, why don't we do a little bit? You have any basketball and hockey, Ron? Well, the only basketball I got is that, well, there's no updates on, on Kyrie and KD with their uh, fiasco in Brooklyn. Uh, we have Zion Williamson signing a rookie max contract, which I think is a is a joke uh, that they're paying him that much money. And I think he's played like 68 games or less yeah. over yeah. Yeah. His career, he'll he will never be in shape to play. He will never keep in shape. So that's my opinion on that uh, deal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody else has some other NBA uh, news to uh, or to add about that story. But, but how's this kid uh, Brunson that the the Knicks <clears throat> got? He's, have you seen uh, him play? Is he good? Yeah, so when he played against the Knicks last year, I saw him play a couple of times. He, he he owned the Knicks last year. Maybe that's that was his audition. You know, well, he lives on hundred and ten million. And didn't well, his, father, father, his father? Yeah, his father's wow. a, co a coach, which yeah. doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't remember watching him play. <clears throat> but uh, you think an Irving for Russell Westbrook trade is in the uh, works or no? I hope so. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, want, I want Westbrook. Look, I, like I said, his work ethic is good. Uh, he showed up every night to play, but he was just horrible. I'm sorry, yeah. you know. And uh, let, it, let it be Brooklyn's problem. We'll take Kyrie's problems, and maybe under LeBron and who knows what? Who else? He'll he'll straighten up a little bit. He's not straightening. And the, the the jazz dealt the Rudy. Uh, how do you say Gobert? 
Gobert. Oh my Gobert. God. <clears throat> He's like an all star, right? Yeah. yeah the T Wolves. Yeah, but. Oh my God. Draft versus the Yeah, four or five picks. And, yeah. 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 They really, they really wanted him. And uh, yeah, with Towns. The Jazz only, you know, what with all their players, then they have a fabulous season, but they can't get out of the first round in the playoffs all the time. So. Buddy Beheim got a two-way contract with the Pistons. We all know what the... the, the uh, uh, Brittany Griner. She pleaded guilty today. Did you hear this? Yes. Yeah, she pleaded guilty to, to drug possession. And she said she had no intention of committing a crime to go along with it. But she had to put a plea in. She pleaded guilty because she was caught with the goods. And she asked for mercy. <laughs> And she asked for mercy. One percent of all cases in Russia pertaining to things like a crime have been dropped. One percent. The odds well, are against. Well, I, I think she had to plead guilty because now she's hoping for a prisoner swap. Right. 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 Yeah, she she's pleaded a prisoner to now. Right. Biden. About you know. Right. Yeah. I wonder if she's obviously a pawn. We talked about this last year. She's, yes, she's there yes. and she and yeah. she's a name. And Once they, they have somebody here, they, that, that's what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, I got that other guy that's been a, a prisoner for four years already. Yeah. He's a little pissed off that he that the president's not looking after him. I don't know. I don't know. How about hockey? Anything hockey going on? Well, today, today, the Rangers traded their backup goalie, Alexander Georgiev, to Colorado for three draft picks. I think the Rangers did pretty well. They get in tonight. Well, first thing tonight is this is the NHL draft. So the Rangers will get the a third round pick and the fifth round pick tonight. And then next year, they'll get another third round pick. So it's just funny that. He, he automatically becomes Colorado's number one goalie. So thank you, Darcy Kemper, for winning us the cup. And don't let the draw hitch on the way out. And, and, and after, the, after the trade was done, I heard Darcy Kemper say he's not returning to Colorado. So I don't think he had a choice. Uh, so I think the Rangers did, uh, you know, look, they – Obviously, he requested the trade, and you know we got what we can for him. I think that was good for the Rangers. How many? How many people knew that the hockey draft was tonight? Not even, not even a third. It was on ESPN. Yeah. Now how many? Advertise. How many you plan? Now how many? Now you know there's a draft tonight. How many you plan on watching the draft? <laughs> we don't know who you know the players. Well, the I know coming up. No, I don't know but, them. But yeah. Mark, before you knock hockey, how many of, of us watch the baseball draft? Right, or even care about also, it? Right, right. Or, no or, one cares. No one cares. You, know, you don't know the players, right? You don't know the players. This past year with the NBA draft, how many? Right. Uh, except for, for basketball and the football, we always watch yeah. the yeah. The NBA draft. You watch the first round. No one cared about this year. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay, let me, Ron, you don't say a word. Who, who knows who's picking first? Panthers. Montreal, they had the worst record. 
Who's and picking that, second? Red Wings, maybe. No. Devils. Yeah. Devils. Devils. Who's no, picking no. third? The Coyotes. Who uh, cares? I do. <laughs> All right. Well, so you tell us next week about these players that get picked. The Sharks, they named Mike Greer to be the first black general manager in the NHL. I thought that was a cool move by them. And supposedly, the, I, didn't, I didn't hear about this guy either who died today. Brian Marchment. Do we know him? Hockey not player. Too, not too much. How about Jimmy Kahn? Wait, wait. Brian yeah, Marchman, 53 Jimmy years old. Guy, yeah, right. Jimmy Kahn, yeah. A defenseman who played 17 years in the NHL. He who? played with Winnipeg, Chicago, Hartford, Edmonton, Tampa Bay, San Jose, Colorado, Toronto, and Calgary from 89 to 06. Wow. And he was currently a scout for the uh, San Jose uh, team. We died. 53. Brian Marchman. How about that? Go ahead there. Uh, I can't see your hand and face down. Live long and prosper. <laughs> you know, we watch football. We watch college football. Sound is low. Go to your mic. We don't hear you. Can't hear you. Why? You're too relaxed. Too relaxed. We watch college basketball and we watch college football, which is why we know the players somewhat better. Right. That's right. Right. What was the last college hockey hockey game you saw? I don't think I've ever saw a college. (laughs) You know, Michael. (laughs) You might as well name James Caan because wasn't he wasn't he in a hockey movie? Rollerball. 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 Brian Newman was in Slapshot. Brian Song. Brian Song. Brian Newman was Slapshot. I love Brian Piccolo. (laughs) Yeah. And a great movie. You always cried on that one. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's go to football. Danny, you want to say something? Yeah, let's switch gears a little bit. There's something more current that's going on. And really, it's uh, tennis. Uh, Yesterday's match. Nadal and Fritz, five sets. Did you see it, Milton? I was actually part of it. Yeah. You know, it's a shame. On one hand, it's a shame that Fritz lost. And I was kind of happy that Nadal American. had won because he would have had a chance for the Grand Slam. Right. But we withdrew today yes. from the semifinals because of a torn abdominal muscle. Yes. Yeah. Right. But then you look, you look at step further, and I always get annoyed at all these humongous contracts that baseball players get, as an example. $300 million, et cetera, et cetera. You've got a guy like Nadal, just looking at him. A one-man show. He has earned $138 million in his tennis career. And look at the shape that he's in and the work that they put in. How does that compare? To millions, three hundred million, four hundred million dollar contracts, even fifty or hundred million dollar contracts that baseball players or football players get. This guy is in the best shape of ever. Yeah, but can he hit the curveball? If he can't hit the curveball, <laughs> he doesn't get the money. Yeah. You played one hundred sixty-two games. He's supposed to be on his downswing now. They Coming to game on TV. He was down two tennis. sets to one yesterday and came back team. and won that match. Injured. Djokovic was down. Yeah, Djokovic won two down. Right. Also, that's that's a rolling sport. They're playing. They were playing with the outside. Is it outside or inside? Outside. 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 Truly amazing. But it's not bad. It's not bad outside. 
And they can close the roof if there's a problem. Yeah. Right, they do that for rain issues. You know, finally yeah. they did that. But so it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. You know, that, that, that's made, what you look at that, they say one man, $138 million in a fabulous career. And, 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 and then we, we're paying $324 million for, for uh, a pitcher for, for in the Yankees, as, as much as I root for the Yankees. But, you know, he's, he's long ball. Money-coming-from-when-they-pay-these-guys-to-do-that-economics-cable-tv-and-the-fans-right-and-the-fans-right-and-the-fans-right-and-the-fans-right-and-the-fans-right-and-the-fans-right-and-the-fans-right-and-
it can all go kablooey. You know, you guys know that New York, right? Sam Donald, hello? Yeah, we just talked about him. I know. Yeah. A couple we'll small, yeah, Gerald, yeah, I'm sorry. Quick question. I, I may mention this before. What, what does everybody think about the possibility of Russian players, particularly hockey players, not being signed by the NHL uh, teams because of the war? I think they their political stance. That's my opinion. If they support the war, they fought Russia. Why should they play? Like Ovechkin is outwardly... Supports, right? And they did not Ukraine. let him play. Ukraine, yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens yeah. if this Brittany Griner. If something happens to Brittany Griner in Russia, could I respond? Something to happens to her. You think this U.S. will enter the war over this? No, no. Are you serious? No. Will happen? Are you serious? I don't know. Are no. you serious? I don't know. No, I think. Nah. I think that would be crazy. I don't know. Pearl Harbor, we go in. Narrowly do, but they yeah, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. The, the, the Merrimack oh. and the, was it the uh, the Monitor and oh, yeah. Merrimack. Merrimack, yeah. Did he play? Wasn't he a center for some team? Merrimack? Yeah, the Michael? Michael Mack. In response to his question, Hurry up. a guy like Ovechkin or anybody else who supports Putin, uh, I would probably... If I was betting, I would ban them from the NHL and anybody who was supportive. Uh, like I, 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 don't, I can't see uh, anybody get rid of the uh, Ranger goalie because he's like an idol, and I, I couldn't see that. Uh, mm. But uh, I, I had no use for anybody who supports Putin, considering mm. what he's been doing. That's mm. my response to Jerry. Right. Well, look, you've got the Wimbledon right now, and the. And the Russians can't play. Belarus, Russians. But the okay? U.S. Open, they said it's okay. Okay. But you also have hockey players under contract. So if they have contract, either you pay them or you sit them. Yeah. Should sit them. Roger. No, I was going to say what uh, Alan said about the Wimbledon, yeah, and not letting the Russian players play in Wimbledon. You were thinking the same thing as, as, as Alan? Yeah, like brilliance, that? real brilliance. Really amazing. <laughs> Let's finish up a couple more things and go to trivia questions. I'm watching the clock here. You guys heard that? What day. time is it? It's oh, thirty. Wow. Uh, USC and UCLA left the Pac-12. This is big news. I now, know. Is it done? Is it a done deal? Done deal. They left yeah. the Big Ten in 2024. Mm. The Big Ten's going to have 16 schools. Mm. Uh, so they're not the Big Ten. No. That's right. They don't, I don't know what they do. Six. And they, they get <laughs> more money. You know, the team, the schools get money for just for being in the conference and playing. Correct. The Pac-12 is exploring all options on how to add more schools. Uh, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, mm. might add more Pac-12 teams. Then they're saying, should the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 merge? Because Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado claims I'm not moving out of the Pac-12. How about Washington, Oregon? These are all big schools. Yeah. So something has to give there. Something they have to do something together. Because those two like a money grab, Mark. A money grab. I know, no, those two conferences just are hanging right on. And how many of you saw Birmingham beat Philadelphia in the USFL last weekend? 
Nobody, right? I saw it. What was the final score? You got 10, 10 points if you get it right. 17-10. 33-30. You got 10 points. Excellent. Thank you very much. And any the parade? And the Philadelphia team loses, it's a good day. And, well, and, Joe, and Joey Chestnut oh. won again. Yeah, really. Fifteenth title. Yeah. And uh, that's one more than Rafael Nadal winning fourteen fresh French <laughs> Open. Right. So he Mark. consumed eighteen thousand nine hundred calories eating those those hot dogs. So Mark, what was the Met turning point of the game yesterday? <laughs> ah, see the, the the Marte hit. Yes. Nine. Yeah, I would say so. That Let's go to trivia piece. questions and then this baby, okay? Now you stumped him, Alan. <laughs> okay. All right, Milton, I want to hear a good question from you. Yep, quick question. In that last game of the 60 World Series, one, who was the Yankee catcher and why was he catching that day? Blanchard? Yes, but why was Yogi Bear was Yogi playing was left, left field? field. Yogi yeah. was playing left well, field. But the regular catcher was Elston Howard, who was hit by a pitch right, right. right before that, had a broken oh, okay. finger, could not play. Right. Uh, uh, okay. That was it. I forgot that aspect. Yeah, good Elston point. Yogi Howard. and left. Yogi and left. Amazing. Oh yeah, he was in left. Yeah. yeah. All right, Gerald. The he watched the ball sail over his head. The pitcher who has the all-time best single-season whip with more than 100 innings pitched. Who was that Met pitcher they traded? Who was the Met pitcher they just traded last year to the Angels? Syndergaard. No, it wasn't Syndergaard. The lefty. The lefty. The guy they traded to the Cubs, right? They signed with Strohan? Now, is that name? the one? Mads. No, no, the, one, the, one? the home no. run in his debut. No, no, no lefty no. pitcher. What's his name? Oh, Mats. 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 Oh, Mats. Mats. No. No. What, no. So, what era no. are we talking about, Joe? Yeah, we're talking about the year two thousand. Oh. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 can't be Mats. Lefty Grove. I'll give you initials: P is in Pauline, M is in Mary. P.M. Pedro Martinez. Yes, seven thirty-seven, seven thirty-seven in the year two thousand. Wow! Best whip, one hundred innings or more in a season. Okay. Okay. Was he, ever, was he ever a professional wrestler, Pedro Martinez? Didn't he? Morales. Yeah. Yeah, he Morales. wrestled the coach. Not that one. Pedro Morales. Only with Don Zimmer. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a wrestler. He wasn't a good wrestler though. <laughs> All right, who else has a question? Questions, Michael. Michael. All right. Name the former superstar who was the grumpiest, most unhappy member of the 1962 Mets, and he wore number 11. Uh, I, would say Bill, I would say Billy Martin. He wore one. I know who he means when that they talk about him. 62 Mets? 1962 Ooh. Mets. He wore number 11, and he was the most unhappy player on the team. Craig? And Edwin Donald Duke Snyder. No, he was, I, no, no. Uh, Duke Snyder. Snyder. Oh, I, I said Snyder Edwin Donald four. Duke Snyder. No, 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 no. Number 11, he said he wore. Yeah. No. Number 11. Later on, yeah. McMillan yeah. wore. Snyder wore. Snyder wore. Snyder wore. No, Thomas was, was 25. What the? Richard Ashburn? No, Ashburn was number, I think, one. What's the matter? 
Yeah. Hickman was nine. No, Jerry's right. It's Duke Snyder. No, it's not. <laughs> Duke came over and took his four. But let me let me ask. So, what's the initials? Michael, number. DS. Duke Snyder. He said Duke Snyder. Uh, you're saying Duke Snyder's the answer? Is the answer? Yeah. Is the answer? Yeah. Right. Most I remember Duke Snyder being 11 with the Mets. There's no way. Oh, he he so, Mark, what was the turning point of the Mets game? game winning walk <laughs> <laughs> I think when yeah. I went for an orange. Right. <laughs> I don't remember being 11. We could check on that. Who else has a question? Gerald, you guys okay, first I checked. First, first I checked on Duke Snyder. He did indeed wore number eleven as a Met. I, I don't know how he would take number eleven. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Number, number eight was four. taken. Oh, he's four. Okay, he was four. No, four. Neal was four. It was four. It was four. Two, two the most, was an eight. The most eight recent player to lead all. Of MLB in batting average, home runs, and RBIs in the, in a season. Ramirez. All right. No. Say what's the question? Again? The, last, the, last the most recent the player to lead all of MLB in batting oh. average, home runs, and RBIs in the same season. Guerrero. Triple like, crown. It wasn't Guerrero. No. Guerrero. Not Guerrero. I think Guerrero said major leagues. Major leagues. Major no. What again? What era? Yeah, so talking about nineteen fifties, and Mike Finer has to know this. Oh, that's easy. So it's Mantle, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, fifty-six. Mickey Mantle, three fifty-three, fifty-two homers, one hundred thirty RBIs. Yeah, nice season. And what they get raised? What they raise him to? They cut his salary. Probably. They cut his salary, right? Yeah, nineteen fifty-six. Uh, what Hall of Fame pitcher right had a very long career but finished with a losing record to the Mets? Define long. He, bit, he beat them many times, but he lost to them more. He was 30 and 36 on 76 starts. Bert Bly 11. Uh, Initials SC. Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton is correct. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nolan Ryan. Strikeout game to the Mets. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Nolan Ryan. Mets had his number. Yeah. Nolan Ryan was seven and eight. And Mike's looking the good. Mets. But of course, Carlton had more appearances. Look how young Michael looks there, Mark. Yeah. It's a young <laughs> Mickey. That's a young I just, Could I say something? This picture over here happens to be Mickey Mantle's most, the, the picture he likes the most, because that's a picture of him. When he won the triple crown, and that's his picture. Yeah, that looks wall, so but, good. Uh, looks sober there. Great to remember, be remember the pitcher Cal McLish. Yeah, Then he had other names. You know, they always told you. Phil uh, Rizzuto always told you his 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 full name. What are some Calvin of the names Coolidge, that he had? Calvin Coolidge, a whole Calvin Coolidge, Garcia, Tuscahoma, McLish. <laughs> the middle part you got wrong. Calvin Coolidge, Julius Caesar, ah. Tuscahoma, McLish. McLish, man. McLish. Russia. And he was ambidextrous. He was ambidextrous at one time. I didn't know that. Anybody else got a question, Alan? 
No, cat. I saw a hand I, almost. Am by, am by Destrius. Who was five foot five? Oh, I do have a question. Who was? Oh. What was the turning point of the Met game? <laughs> <laughs> oh. In, who was five foot five? Five foot five. Hundred and forty pounds outfielder who played for the Washington Senators and the L.A. Angels in the fifth. Albie Pearson. Albie Pearson. Albie Pearson. Albie Pearson. Albie Pearson. Little guy. What was unique about Eddie Yost leading off a game? He walked the walking man. He what? He walked a lot. The walking man. Before the he walk. He walked a lot. Before the walk, he was known for something else. Getting hit by a pitch? I don't know. No, 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 no. He, he got on base a lot, but he was known for... Hunting? No. Fouling the ball off. Uh-huh. What was his longest at bat? Uh, you have to ask, you ask yourself. Yes, Gerald. Yes, Gerald. <laughs> well, yes, a few Gerald. more minutes. Another question? Come on, question. Be serious. Milton. In the movie Blackboard Jungle, what song became the number one hit from that movie? Rock Around the Clock? You got it. By Bill Haley in the comments. Well, Very right. good. Very good. Just wanted to see. Nothing. Do you have serious XM in your car? Yes. No, but I have about 10,045 records. Oh, wow. Really? And I, I have a I lot of walkers, but I don't know. They're nostalgic. You, I, have, a, that's you what, have a jukebox? No, but really, I have a, a record player that oh, I wow. stock them up. I still have them. They drop down one after the other. You should buy a jukebox, oh, wow. like, you know, someplace. You yeah. know, get a, a used one. Sure, fill, up the, fill up the jukebox and, and you, you know, play your song. Mark, in 1960, I worked for a company that assembled jukeboxes. I'm not kidding you. Out in Halpog, I worked summers while I was in school doing that. We would assemble them. We used to have mm. to solder the wires together and all of that. Very nice. Yeah. Do you know the first record you ever bought? I think we all remember the first record. Probably one of the best records I, was Earth Angel by the Penguins. The Penguins. Yeah, that's that's good. Oh, yeah. And what, what were some of the other people's man. first records you bought? Oh, they we got to say in goodbye. In the of the night by the five oh, Saturns. How about the other guys? They were 78s, not Tony Bennett, Stranger in Paradise. Great. That was the first Tony. record you ever bought? Right. Here you go. I don't mind. Mine was uh, Del Shannon Runaway. Runaway. Run, 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 run away. Run away, yeah. Stephen, you when remember you your first away, record? Mark. I think it was Earth Angel also. Oh, because you guys are older than me. What, yeah. Alan? When are you running away? Happened. Then I had I, I told right. every little star. Who's that? Is one, I, don't, I don't know if you'd ever know this. Who sang <laughs> What did Danny and the Juniors sing? At the hot. Who sang I told every no. little star? Linda Scott. There you go. You're good, man. I walk. I know my rock and roll. Not <laughs> just this have guy a is a show. legend. One day we'll mind. have a rock and roll show. We'll put the sports uh, aside yeah. and talk about the old music of the 50s He's and the 60s. Name Peggy March. <laughs> you yeah. I will, I will follow him. I will follow him. 
All right, guys. We we, we've exhausted oh. the sports for the week. I think we lost our trend of thought here on sports, and we go to the music. But we can talk music one time for a good hour. We can get into that. Remember that time, Howie? Howie, I came to your house, and I brought the Hard Day's Night album. You remember oh, that? Hard day and a good night. No, I don't. Harvey, well, you don't remember well, the drugs you took in the sixties wiped you out or seventies? I what? came to your house, yeah, with Bruce, and we played in. I brought the Hard Day's Night album, and we played it in your house, over and over and over again. Hey, Mark, well, how about I have one other when I was teaching? I was pretty much <laughs> well, on. <laughs> When Dion when we're listening to each other, soundtrack. What's that, Michael? What? When I was teaching, I was putting on a show in the auditorium, and I went to you. You helped me get the soundtrack. You helped me get the music. You remember that? You go to your grave and you'll tell everybody that. No, That's when I first tell met you. When you go to your right. grave, but tell somebody when you go to your grave to, to include that. I always brag about that about you. I love, I love you too. Milton, one more one of, comment. One of we my favorite go. songs, after Dion DiMucci left the Belmonts, the Belmonts had one of the greatest hits that I have as a single. Tell me why. Yeah. Tell me why. You're too. Oh, okay, tell me wow. why too. Cha-cha-cha. Yep. Very good. All right, boys, I want to say goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Long time. Bye -bye. Uh, Bye -bye. I apologize for the beginning issue. Hope it won't happen again. At least it won't happen this All month. Right. But it, I mean, it was fun talking to you guys the last hour and a half or so. If we didn't Sports. have you, Mark, we wouldn't be doing the show. So thank you. I love you, all I love of you us. Mark. Have a great week. Thanks, Mark. Get out thank, there. Thank you, Mark. Exercise. Stay safe. Play out play ball. Be good. And as Alan says, play ball. Right, Jerry, I'll see you in the show. Take care, Mark. Bye, guys. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. 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 Bye.